that's one of the things that's making me wonder, should I just abandon the idea of ever using it in a professional setting? And should I just make it like my YouTube channel, but more focused on languages? I don't know. I can hear you gently bowing on your violin. That's no sin. Hey there, this is Steph from StephFuccio.com with another episode of Geopets Podcasting. We are going to Japan today to talk with an American expat currently living in Tokyo, Japan, about his podcast conundrums. We don't usually hear that in the plural, do we? But I'll tell you about the podcaster and his conundrum in just a moment. But first, I want to mention quick things for you. So if you like this or any of the Geopets Podcast Network podcasts, please do consider buying us a coffee. It's an online tip jar and it's at buymeacoffee.com forward slash geopats, G-E-O-P-A-T-S. Today, we're talking to Dakota from the Dakota Abroad YouTube channel, who started a language learning podcast called The Language Learning Lounge. And a few episodes into the podcast, he did that inevitable episode that many podcasters do where they basically say, what the heck am I, what the hell am I doing during the episode, if not multiple times during the episode, if not being the entire episode itself, which sometimes it is, which in this case, it definitely was. I immediately reached out to him because I've heard this type of episode so many times that I wanted to get to the heart of the problem. What is going on? Why is it so painful at this point? And what happens after that point? And this is the conversation that ensued. I can hear you gently bowing on your violin. That's no sin. So, yeah, yeah, Dakota, thank you so much for coming on Geopats Podcasting. Thank you for having me back again. (laughs) We're both a little loopy. I just woke up and you just finished a work day. Are you doing Mm -hmm. like one-on-one classes online? Is that what your work day was today? Uh, today I was doing my, my regular classes online. So one of them was like six kids. Some of them were two kids, but I've been working since Ooh. eight this morning. Oh my gosh. And it's five, almost five fifteen ish your time, right? Yeah. So I just yeah. finished like a full, like nine hour work day. Kids and online classes. That's hard. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mad respect for that. <laughs> Our littlest kids, like our four and five year olds, we've had, we've got them coming into the class, but anyone like six and over, we're doing online. And I'm just like, oh no, some of them are still like too young. But mm-hmm. what can you do? Also, before we dive into the messiness of what we're talking about today, let's do a quick geopetness moment. Where are you from, and where are you, and where have you been in the world? That's a lot. Let's start with one. Where are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm originally from uh, Indiana in the United States, but I also lived for seven years in Chicago. Gotcha. And where are you now? Uh, I'm currently in Saitama, right outside of Tokyo in Japan. And I'm sorry to bring this up, but where else outside of the U.S. have you lived? Because I know this might be a little stingy still. <laughs> uh, I, I studied abroad in France for a semester, and then I also lived okay. in China for a little bit. So yeah. Dakota, you were also on during National Podcast Posting Month back when the podcast had like three names ago. It's changed all kinds of things. But right now, that is its own podcast, and I'll link to it in the show notes below. You gave us some really cool information on the Japanese language. Why are we talking today? Because you had a podcast frustration that I found really relevant, under-talked about, and that I wanted to hear more about. So you ready to bitch up a storm? I am extremely ready to bitch up a storm. And <laughs> I'm mostly, mostly bitching about myself. So <laughs> That's cool. Um, you're, you're bitching about an element of podcasting that I think is still 
tenable. So first of all, we have to mention the name of your podcast because that's where part of the bitching started. So can you introduce your podcast, please? So uh, my podcast is Language Learning Lounge. And the concept for it was that I was going to do research about different language learning topics and talk about what I've learned through reading uh, six to 10 different research topics, um, studies. And then I would talk about those and I would relate those to how you can use them as a language learner or as a language teacher. However, I... <laughs> not really happy with the way that it's been going. Like I really liked the idea in my head and I was going to tackle other things like language learning myths. Like people often talk about how alcohol like makes you more fluent or it makes you a better learner. Well, I found all of the studies I could on that and it finds that it's not really true. It's things taken out of context and things stretched in ways that the studies don't actually say. And so like that was the idea. But I found that me sitting there and reading all of these studies every week and then talking to myself, and I just don't think I'm as entertaining as I would like me to be. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm not happy with what I've been doing in my podcast. I feel like I'm not entertaining enough. It's not a good enough thing. I feel like the topic and the idea is okay. I, I feel like it's being poorly executed, though. And it's really kind of getting me down. See, I started following you back on your YouTube channel, and I, I do remember moments where you'd have those kind of, hmm, I'm going to play with this. Hey, that worked out well. That was fun. And, oh, that sucked. And so I, you have, I think, I want to say high creative standards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so do you think that's what's bleeding way too high? So do you think that's what's bleeding over into podcasting, or do you think it's a different issue? I mean, it, it might just be that I, I hold myself to too too high of standards. Like, if other people sit there in front of a, a camera and just talk, then the, I love those videos. Those are fun. And that's what I've been doing for a long time. I used to do a lot of editing. and But now when I look at my videos where I'm just sitting there talking into a microphone on my YouTube channel, I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? I'm not doing enough. And so I've got all these grand big ideas, but I'm not doing them because I'll start them and then I'll hate it and I'll scrap it, and then I'll mm -hmm. rush to put out something where I'm just sitting in front of a microphone because I just I want everything to be perfect when I do it. So that very well could gotcha. be part of what it is. I definitely put my lens on this problem because I have met so many people who, and I went through this myself also. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I just started and everything was perfect. It's still not perfect. Um, <laughs> clearly, because we're having a little blippy sound on our recording, so I that would be such a lie to say everything anyway point being a lot of times what happens is when somebody starts a podcast within the first six months there's usually some time period where they go what have I done why have I started this this isn't working out quite as well as I did and then eventually they'll come to the why aren't people listening because I feel like it's on, on point and but if there isn't enough of an audience so there's definite kind of awareness or frustration points mm -hmm. and then after six months it, it seems to get easier and then there's all kinds of other issues that come up but that first six six to nine months there's always these why am I doing this moments why did I start this why isn't it what I wanted it isn't quite turning out <laughs> so my question is what do you think you could have gotten at the beginning before you started that might have helped you not reach this point or is this an inevitable point I think to a certain extent it's inevitable I feel like if you spend too much time prepping and trying to plan things out, then you'll never do the thing you want to do because you'll never feel like it's ready. And so you need to just jump in and you need to have hiccups in the road, which is why 
you know, in my short podcast where I, I talked about the problems that I was having, I didn't say, I'm going to end this. I said, I'm going to continue yeah. doing what I've been doing, even though I'm not super happy with it. And I'm going to start experimenting and trying new things because, you know, I've been doing YouTube for like five years now, uh, super small audience. It's never really grown, but you know, I, I learned doing that, that just because something's not working and you're not happy with it doesn't mean that you should scrap it. You should figure out what you like and what's going wrong. And so I think it's something that people should be expecting. You know, it, it doesn't matter how much you prepare, something's going to go wrong. Something's not going to be perfect. I think maybe the thing you can do to prepare and be ready for this is just be ready to reevaluate what you're doing. So there's nothing you can do to stop this from happening, but you can prepare yourself and have the tools necessary to be ready to tackle it when it happens. How? How do that you prepare is a yourself for that? Fantastic question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it. You mean mentally prepare yourself, or yeah, mentally prepare yourself. I okay. mean, maybe you could have different tools, like being competent in editing and recording things, which I am not. You know, that would probably make things a lot smoother. But I also mean like being in a headspace where you can critically take your things and look at them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a lot of trouble with confidence and a lot of imposter syndrome stuff, but I try and set that aside and be like, okay, what is working? What isn't working? You need to sort of detach yourself mm-hmm. from what you're doing in my opinion and look at it and sort of be like, okay, this is something that I'm doing well. And this is something that I'm doing poorly and sort of try and tease those apart and figure out what, what you can improve on. I'm trying to think of what I thought the problem was when I listened to your podcast and what you're mm-hmm. saying the problem was. And and I really went off in a different direction, which is slightly embarrassing, but it's an opportunity to dig into it. Mm-hmm. I'll say, and I could be completely wrong. Like there there are multiple problems that I have with my podcast. So you might not have gone off on like a, a wrong direction. We might just be talking about different aspects of the things that I said. That's super kind of you. But let's <laughs> ignore my own misinterpretation and, and dig into it. Now it sounds like you're saying the problem was that it's just not creatively as interesting as you wanted. Is that the main problem? Yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. I feel like what I'm doing isn't working. I don't feel like it's entertaining. Even if I'm not always super happy with my YouTube videos, I at least mm. I'm kind of entertained by myself when I'm editing it. I kind of like have yeah. some joy when I'm editing my, my podcast, it feels more like work. It doesn't feel as mm-hmm. joyful to me. I feel kind of bored doing it. And so I feel like I'm failing yeah. on that aspect. And is that the biggest problem or do you see some other ones that are? There, there are some other things, but that's the thing that I want to fix the most. Like there's a lot of things I want to fix about the podcast, but if I'm boring myself, why would anyone else want to listen to me? Doing a solo show, it's harder to gauge the entertainment value and usefulness of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed since I started doing interviews, I'm there. I laugh out loud a lot when I'm listening yeah. to my guests again, because I forget some of the things they said. And my husband will turn around because our, our living rooms are our office right now. Yay, COVID. <laughs> and so he'll turn around like, what? What just happened? And I'm like, no, I, I'm editing. And he's like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> if it's a YouTube video, we have to stop and break and watch it together kind of thing because he wants to laugh too. But when I, when I listen to myself, when I used to do solo episodes, when I'm doing intros or conclusions, I, 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 re- I don't laugh at myself. I'm not entertained by myself. But sometimes mm-hmm. people might bring up stuff that I've said, and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. So it might just be that. I don't know. Did that Maybe, make any I mean, sense? Yeah, it, it could be. But like I said, especially because my, my podcasts are a lot longer form, they're between 15 and 20-ish minutes. I'm also... 
mm-hmm. more professional on my podcast. Mm-hmm. On my YouTube channel, I swear a lot. I talk about my sexual history. You know, I, I talk about all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff, inappropriate things. Yeah. My podcast, one of the goals I had for it at first was I'm considering maybe going back to school and getting my PhD. I don't have anything published. So I'm, I'm considering trying to publish things, but also being like, hey, mm-hmm. I haven't published, but I have this this thing that I've been doing for a long time. Sure, um, sure. So I'm trying to keep it professional and all of that as well. And it, that sort of doesn't just, it doesn't feel like me. Does that make sense? Mm, it does, it does. And God, there's so many things going on. There's the yeah. comparison to the YouTube channel mm-hmm. and, and five years of experience versus like a few months of experience. So there's already mm-hmm. a, a difficult comparison there. Then there's the you trying to be your future professional self. Mm-hmm. What what does that even mean? Exactly. Oh man, like it's <laughs> like an academic stodgy stuff. Like, do you want like the academic papers that have this very rigid written format? Do you want that to be in podcast form? That's one of the things that I hate about academia, and that's one of the reasons I'm reconsidering uh, trying to get into a PhD program because I hate yeah. the the rigidness of it. I hate the the hierarchy and the gatekeeping and. That's one of the reasons I've wanted to get my PhD so I can sort of try and dismantle it from the inside and break down those, those rigidities. And I'm just also like, I just don't want to deal with that. And so that's the thing I don't like about it, but I know that to get into that environment, I need to do that. And then once I've established myself, I can try and break it down. I can't break it down from the outside. So I hope I never turn into that. (laughs) I don't know that you can break it down from the inside. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know we've had this discussion off of the topic. Yeah. I've, I've tried to be polite about it, but it's so ingrained. It's, I know. Um, or to do so, you'd have to be the person to go in, do it their way for a very long time, and then mm-hmm. be that one maverick that, that is different. Sweet to see you. If you don't mind, I'll softly strum along. You can now subscribe to the stephfuccio.com newsletter, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. There will be a link in the show notes for you. In that newsletter, I will be on a weekly basis sending out information on not just the projects that come out into the world, but also the process, the creative process behind them, as well as some things that inspire me and so on. It's a very quick read, very scannable, and yet I hope somewhat inspiring, especially for the multi-passionate creatives out there that don't want to focus on just one thing. We can juggle many projects. It just takes a little bit of maneuvering. Sweet to see you there. If you don't mind, I'll softly strum along. Let's stick with the current day. Yes. Um, do you listen to any language podcasts that bridge the research, let's call it research, not academia, because mm-hmm. academia in different countries can be slightly different. Yeah. So the research heavy stuff with the, the playful, entertaining side of language learning. Do you listen to any podcasts that do that? My current favorite podcast that has to do with languages is Vocal Fries. I think it's Vocal Fries. Ah, Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I my God. They're, so. they're the um, Linguistic Discrimination Podcast. And they get like experts on their show and <laughs> yes. oh, they're so great. They're so great. I love them. They're so entertaining. They have like experts on there talking about really important things. They're just, mm-hmm. I love them. They're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh, they literally have a, a logo of French fries on the front. Yeah. Is that them? Yeah. Okay. I'm subscribing. I think I listened to them ages ago, but I haven't lately. Another one I can recommend is mm-hmm. it's about Ch- Mandarin Chinese, not uh, languages in general. So they're very mm-hmm. specific. 
you can learn Chinese is the name of it. And they do lean on the more entertaining, lighter side, but they do bring in terminology you'd be very familiar with, with second language acquisition. But it's, it's, it's so carefully and lightly put that it doesn't feel heavy. So they also do that too. And they have different segments and it move, it, it's got a really good flow to it, blah, 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 blah. So that's another one that's really good. But something you might want to do is kind of sit down and dissect the podcast that you really like. Like you got super joyous when you were talking about vocal fries. Yeah. Take the things you like about that <laughs> and play with what they do that you like in your mm-hmm. way on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. the thing is like, I don't, I don't know a lot about them. I don't know if they're in academia. I think they're tangentially related to it in some ways, but you know, they had an episode on swearing and they swear a lot. Like they're, they're all the things that I am in real life that I'm trying not to be on my podcast. And so yeah. that's one of the things that's making me wonder, should I just abandon the idea of ever using it in a professional setting? And should I just make it like my YouTube channel, but more focused on languages? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, because language is another one. It used to be called talk to talk, I believe is the old Mm -hmm. phrase. And they're very playful and funny and jokey, Mm -hmm. but they do touch on, I don't want to say serious language issues because it's not like medical stuff, but Mm -hmm. they do touch on deeper researchy stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing is, if you have to package yourself as being somebody you don't want to be and doing mm-hmm. something you don't want to do to be in a world that you don't want to exist in until you change it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I that's where a lot of it comes from. <laughs> maybe just use it to get more exposure to the topics that you'd want to research if you did the PhD program, but not mm-hmm. so much as materials for them to, uh, to oogle over in your application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that was another thing that I was thinking about because for now, like I, I took, you know, some suggestions from people and I did things that aren't the thing that I'm most interested in, which is uh, tabletop gaming using that as mm-hmm. a language acquisition tool or mm-hmm. um, the, the concept of the flow state and how we can use that to sort of break mm-hmm. down uh, apprehensions and fears about practicing a language. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why I think tabletop gamings would be so great because they're so easy to get to a flow state with. And so I could just focus more on that instead of linguistics is linguistics is instead of linguistics in general. <laughs> and that could also yeah. be something that interesting for me, but I don't oh. Yes. Niche is king in podcasting. Yeah. The more niche you go, the more loyal your listeners are going to be and the more engaged and not, not engaged in the fact that there'll be a lot of feedback. That's not generally how the medium works, but the yeah. more niche you go, the more people will be like, when is that episode? Oh wait, it's not happening on the same day. What's happening. I'm going to contact him yeah. and find out. <laughs> yeah. And when you're excited, it comes through the earbuds and people get excited. Like I've got a couple of different ways that I can take it to fix the problems that I have. I can mm-hmm. just scrap mm-hmm. it being academic and, or I can scrap it being more like a professional and just be more myself. I can focus more on the professional thing that I'm interested in. There's, mm-hmm. there's multiple different ways. So, there are. Um, and to be fair, when I heard that you were going to do a podcast, I was like, I was super excited because your editing skills and videoing 
and videoing, is that a thing? In videos, your editing skills in your YouTube videos were really fun to watch. When you experimented with different things, I was like, mm -hmm. this is cool. I, didn't, I wasn't even necessarily listening for the content. I was just like, what is he doing? What is he doing? Oh, that's yeah. fun. And I thought you'd bring that kind of playfulness to the audio. And I was really excited to look at, to listen to what you were going to do. Mm -hmm. And and you didn't. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I was disappointed because I'm like, yeah. no, I'm impatient with audio, but you're not. You like, it feels like you like the technical side of it. Mm -hmm. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And you were in Japan and you're, you're talking about <laughs> Japanese some of the time. You could literally walk around with a mini mic and mm -hmm. just have like mini conversations or ask people some questions and bring in tiny clips and do all kinds of mm -hmm. fun things with it. Yeah. And if you're talking about gaming, gaming sounds, you could do little clips of gaming sounds. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's legal, but if it is, I mean, there's so much audio things that you can put in it mm -hmm. to make it more of that entertainment value while still mm -hmm. touching on important issues in languages. Yeah. And that, that is something that I've been considering doing, but you know, I am still relatively new to the podcasting. And when I started on YouTube, yeah. you know, it, it took me a little bit of time to start oh, yeah. being experimental. And so I have yeah. hopes to do more fancy things someday on my podcast, but for now I'm just like, yeah. I just need to get it to get comfortable with the concept in general yeah. first. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully sure, someday I'll sure. be more entertaining that way. <laughs> did you, in the podcast episode where you talked about these issues, did you talk about possibly wanting a co-host? Yes. Um, obviously I'm not just going to pick up any old co-host. I've talked to a couple of, of people who, yeah. yeah, a couple of people of my friends who kind of want to start podcasts. I'm like, Hey, do you want to guest, you know, co-host? Do you want to come on and talk about something that you're passionate about? Um, I've got a couple mm -hmm. of people I've talked to before. We, we've talked about this, but both of our lives are a little bit hectic right now. So it, we, oh, we're working on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think but I've I, talked to you about yeah, I'm seeing a lot of new people come into the language learning podcast space, which is its own space now. Hurrah. Um, and so I wonder if there be, since you already have a head start, if there be someone who is interested in, in the topic, especially if you, if you were able to find someone that was interested in the gaming aspect too, and if you guys paired up and had more of like a co-host, co-host, not just like an episode interview situation or something, that would be that would be interesting. I don't know. That's, yeah. Yeah. I definitely I'm just think thinking that, out loud. Yeah. Like I said, there's so many ways that I can fix the multitude of problems I have mm -hmm. that I just need to pick one and try it. Um, yeah. So. And you don't have to start over. You could just mm -hmm. change the format as you go. That's super common to do. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully yeah. they'll just start being subtle changes and hopefully I'll, I'll find a rhythm that I'm happy with. So you will. You totally will. Unless you stop, which is still a valid an option as well. If you decide you, that YouTube is more of your medium, that's an option too. Yeah. Two two final questions. What preparation or research did you do? Is it childish that I always think of preparation age when I say the word preparation? <laughs> maybe a little bit, but that's not necessarily <laughs> maybe, a bad thing. Maybe. <laughs> That's nothing to do with the length of time I spend in my chair editing, I swear. Oh, that's getting cut. Um, <laughs> I had two questions there. One was, do you think there was anything? No. What did you do? Thank you. What did you do before you pressed record the first time to prepare for the podcast, to know how to plan or do any aspect of it? Do you mean in general or specifically for podcasting? Or I guess I can Not just answer. Your you can... Yeah, so yeah. So what I did before I, I pressed play for my first one is I 
didn't research how to do a podcast at all because I was like, well, I've got audio on YouTube, so I'll just do what I do for YouTube, but longer for, for the podcast. But on my YouTube, typically I've got like a very fine bulleted list of things that I want to say. But for my podcast, I had notes on notes on notes because, you know, I read a bunch mm-hmm. of studies. So I had like yeah. quotes and I had page numbers and references and I had full like paragraphs that I wanted to read and then like smaller lists that I could ad lib from. So most of most of my preparation, the only thing that I really did different between my my YouTube and the podcast was that I had very extensive notes. I think it was like five pages of notes. Okay, so that's preparation for the episodes. But just to podcast in general, did you like search for any like YouTube channels or any um, like how to kind of podcast things or anything like that? Literally, no. I just went, hey, I, I deal a little bit with audio and I do YouTube, so I'll just sure. do that a longer. <laughs> so probably and that's with five. No, coming from video to audio, it, mm-hmm. th- there is a difference, but you've you've got more skills than the other way around. Going mm-hmm. from audio to video is way harder. Video editing, I pulled my hair out and I, I just <laughs> I just stopped doing it. <laughs> so yeah, so that no, that's completely fair. Is there anything you think could exist in the world where if somebody were like a new podcaster could find something online to help them understand that they're going to hit these, these blips of contemplation mm-hmm. <laughs> during their podcasting time and to know they're going to happen. So when they happen, they don't get frustrated and quit or they don't get frustrated and keep going because changing is dangerous. Like what are the things that could exist so that they're aware of these blips? I don't even know what the hell my question is. No, I think that, huh. that question makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'm actually, so I've done, I used to want to be an author. I don't know if I still want to be anymore. Um, but, you know, I used to do like NaNoWriMo and stuff. And one of the things mm-hmm. that really helped me with, with writing and working towards writing was that people being open and honest about their experience with it. You know, there was a yeah. message from Neil Gaiman talking about how every single time he writes a book, he's like, Oh God, why am I a writer? I should just give up. This is terrible. And yeah. <laughs> one day he messaged his like editor or agent or whatever. And they were like, Oh, you're at that part of the book again. And he went, what do you mean? And they're like, you do this literally every time. And yeah, I think people who have success and they've succeeded in in their fields, them talking about, these problems is really the only way that people can know that they'll exist. Just people going out there, people who are successful, just talking about the things that they have trouble with, you know, people being open about their mental illness, for example, has helped a lot of people find treatment, people trying to start something and find a new career in something, you know, they realize, Oh, this is, this is terrible for me. But if people who went through those same things and have become successful, talk about that, it will just make it easier and normalizing the problems that people have instead of pretending that everything was roses for you. No, that's a really good idea. Have I set this up where us talking about these uh, podcast milestones and challenges is in, in and of itself part of the solution? I think so. Yeah, I think I, I think I didn't this, mean uh, to. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted my my goal in this was to talk about it to 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 think of something that could exist so that I could get somebody else to make it because mm-hmm. I'm inherently lazy but yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) i like dreaming up tools and then have like putting it out into the world and having somebody else create them but yeah maybe it is just the conversations about the reality of it before we reach our stride so i think maybe you know if there was like a a place where you could get all the information you needed that would also help people as well like a big wikipedia for podcasting but i i do think that a big thing of it you know 
maybe there is a better solution besides this. But what what has always really helped me continue going is hearing that I'm not the only person who have, has troubles. I'm not, you know, alone in this. Oh, me too. Me too. And it took me months to find the right groups on the right podcasting groups online that weren't just doing like share for share, which I'm not a huge fan of. Like I wanted groups that talked about these moments and and not Mm -hmm. just the tech and all of that, which is helpful at times, Mm -hmm. especially when, when I have a specific question, but I wanted to talk about these moments, these, these podcasting existential crisis moments of (laughs) why am I doing this? Why did I start this? Oh my God, this is online. Everybody can hear. Or if I change it, but I leave the old ones, that's kind of embarrassing. No, it's not. I mean, all of those moments are really nice Mm -hmm. to hear in that context. But if it takes months to find those conversations in those closed private groups, then that loses a lot of people that go through it and don't find the Mm -hmm. groups. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But the other thing I thought of for you is Nalpod Pomo, if I may plug them. It's not my creation. I just really enjoyed doing it last year. And you were on one of the episodes. National Podcast Posting Month is a really big creative space. It ends up being a really big creative space where you post uh, one podcast episode every day of the month. Mm-hmm. And it could be a time for you to experiment with some of the different things and not have time to think about it too much, but just to do it. Yeah. That's what when, ends up when, happening a lot of times is it's just, it's November. National November, oh, Podcast okay. Posting Month is November. Yeah, they, it's not advertised too heavily beforehand, but it always happens in November. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a Facebook group and a, a website, but it, it's usually just, the buzz about it usually starts a few days before. But mm-hmm. I did it as I went last November, and it's maddening if you have nothing prepared. Yeah, Even I was just thinking, episodes, I need to start working really on this now. <laughs> yeah, I did my first interview yesterday because I'm just doing uh, guest uh, check-ins kind of thing. And I was like, I need to get like 10 per month until mm-hmm. like ready because it was too much to do all in November. But it, yeah. but it was, it, I definitely experimented. And I, I heard a lot of people in the group talking about, you know, I don't have time to second guess myself. I'm doing it. I'm editing and it's out there. And it, mm-hmm. it, it was, I'm sh- sure it's similar with... Uh, Oh, you mentioned it earlier, but now I've said now Pomo. Now I'm writing one. Yeah, I'm sure it's a similar thing. That mm-hmm. one, yeah. Where you're writing so much that you don't have time to to stop, to overanalyze it. You're just pushing forward creatively. So yeah, that might be lit- something fun to try this year. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, maybe I could do that. I would definitely have to change the entire format of what I do because currently it's two weeks of research for like a 20, 20-ish minute podcast. So I'd have to change that up. But that's exactly what I need though, so... Or, yeah, you could take like one paper, take Mm -hmm. one point in the paper and do Mm -hmm. a mini episode on that and just bring in your experience or anybody else that that contributes to it. Just do like a 10 minute thing on one point and just Mm. start firing off different, different small things. Just get super hyper specific. That could be a really good idea. Oh, there's so many. I need, we, I need to go start making notes. I need to. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm just a huge fan of it because it really, like I thought it would be a bit much or what have you. And I just the, the creative release that it was to not overthink it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I really liked it. And, I, and at the end I was like, I'm never doing that again. That was too much. I can build this into my life in some other way. I haven't, mm-hmm. I won't, I'm doing it again. <laughs> 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 I need outside structure. Some people are internally motivated. I am mm-hmm. not. I need outward structure in yeah. order to move forward in anything. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely helps. So what would you say to somebody who is about to start podcasting 
about the first, how long have you been doing it so far? When uh, I was posting every other week and I've got 11 episodes, but I took about a month off. So about three months. Three mm-hmm. months. Oh, you've hit the stage early. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That, so that's the YouTube uh, uh, advantage. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, that, I don't know. I'm making, I'm making shit up now. I'm like, if we could just do like, you know, the, um, the culture shock curve where you mm-hmm. have certain stages of, of that because everything yeah. in my life relates to living overseas. Uh, so there's probably a podcasting curve. So yeah. What would you say to someone who's starting out as to what they're going to hit in the first three months? Well, I would first of all uh, say that the, the generic thing that everyone says is just just start, just do it, or you'll never start. You know, don't prepare too much. What you need to do is mentally prepare yourself to actually sit down and critically think about what you're doing, because if you can't like be honest with yourself about what's working and what's not working, you'll never really find your groove. You have to be able to to pick things apart, uh, but not too critical. You need to be honest. Tell yourself what you're doing well and what you're doing poorly. What, how important do you think the podcast why, like the reason for making the podcast is? I think the why, how important that is, depends on what you want out of it. Like if you want to make a podcast with your friends because you think it sounds fun and you don't care if it's successful, why is not that important? You're doing it because it's fun. If you wanted to maybe put it on your CV like I did, then I think the why and the focus of it needs to be more more specific. Like why am I doing this? Why am I doing this like what what am I bringing to it is more important in that case oh my god that's such a good point so it's not just the podcast why it's the me why Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the me why is super bad grammatically I don't care I like it (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true that's very very true do you think you'll be changing your why I think I will be I think it'll just be more enjoyable for me if I just restructure everything about it. You know, leave up what I did. I'm not unhappy about what I did, but I'd be unhappy if I kept forcing myself to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes, the thing is with podcasting, it's the voice doesn't lie. It, mm-hmm. Our emotions come through whether we want them or not. On certain mm-hmm. days, I can't even record an intro because I know it's going to sound a certain way that the rest of the episode and the general vibe doesn't mm-hmm. sound like and I'm like not today I don't care if I'm coming out late I'm not putting that emotion out into the world right now <laughs> and so yeah once if you do switch that you'll probably hear more of you you versus professional future you maybe mm-hmm. I don't know I act <laughs> like I know what I'm saying and that, that I'm going to fix your podcasting and I don't mean to sound <laughs> like that at all I just want to be hopeful because I really like what you do on YouTube Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear that happiness come through your podcast too. Yeah. So selfishly, I want your podcast to be what you want it to be because I want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you enjoy it that much. At least someone does. <laughs> Since it's not me, <laughs> you is better than me. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've infected I've infected you with my really shitty grammar. Hurrah! My work here is done. <laughs> Imperfections into the world. That's what I should rename. No, no, I'm not renaming anything ever again. (laughs) (laughs) So remind people where they can, or remind, I don't think we've told them, tell people where they can find you online. So my YouTube channel is Dakota Abroad. If you want to find me on things with at symbols in front of them, like Twitter and Instagram, I'm at the LL Lounge. And uh, my podcast is Language Learning Lounge.
Thank you so much to Dakota for coming on the podcast and really digging in deep with what he was going through during this persnickety time in his podcasting experience. Also, thank you to Damon Castillo for the music that we've used in this and all of the Geopets Podcast Network podcasts. You can find Damon at DamonCastillo.com. We'll have links for everything that we talked about in this podcast at StephFuccio.com forward slash Geopets Podcasting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Geopets Podcasting. If you like this or any of the podcast episodes that we've produced over the past year, please feel free to go to podchaser.com and leave us either an episode or a general podcast review. Those reviews really do help people read about what the unique things of the podcast Podchaser is a fantastic podcast discovery platform. So if you haven't gone to it yet, you might want to spend a little bit of time there searching for not just podcasts, but some amazing lists that people have created around topics, including one that I have created for language learning that I'll put in the show notes for you as well, and many, many more. So podchaser.com, you can just search for Geopets Podcasting or actually any of the Geopets podcasts. They're all in there. So thank you so much for anything and everything that you do to help keep us going whether it be motivationally, financially, or anything else. (laughs) Thank you so much and more soon. Bye-bye. Saint Cecilia, I can hear you whispering my name. But today I can't play your game. Saint Cecilia, you know you're the mistress of my heart But tonight I won't play the part, no If you love me, cure my ills If you need me, then pay my bills If you want me, then let me know don't Saint Cecilia let me go Saint Cecilia I have always been in love with you Though you haven't been as true Marcus Aurelius Couldn't end your timeless melody You could spell the end of me If you love me, cure my ills. If you need me, then pay my bills. If you want me, then let me know. But if you don't, Saint Cecilia, let me go. If you don't, dear friend, then let this music end. But if you do, show me then, amen, amen. Well, I can hear you gently bowing on your violin. And that's no sin. Sweet to see you, yeah. If you don't mind, I'll softly strum along. I think I know the song, yeah. If you 